Welcome to the Get Over Yourself podcast. This is author and athlete Brad Kearns discovering ways to be healthy, fit, and happy in hectic, high-stress modern life. So let's slow down and take a deep breath, take a cold plunge, and expertly balance that competitive intensity with an appreciation of the journey. That's the theme of the show. Here we go. Uninterrupted, pitch dark, because remember, these hormone secretions are very sensitive to light. Pitch dark sleeping experience. That's when you get these spikes of human growth hormone and testosterone that will delay aging and have you waken up every day feeling revitalized. In contrast, if that time is disrupted, if you, God forbid, stay up past midnight, all those kind of things. Remember, everything's timing back to what time the sun came up, how many hours you've been awake, what time the sun went down. So we want to really focus on that 12 to 3 is the golden hour for growth hormone, testosterone, and other adaptive hormones. I think deep down, we all feel a sense of justification, deservedness at the end of another busy, stressful, hectic day that we're just allowed to relax, veg out, enjoy some entertainment time. Maybe that's the only time that you really have to connect with your partner after the kids are at bed finally at 8.30 and you have another hour, two hours of free time and it's easy to want to indulge in screen entertainment. So what I noticed uh, for at least a decade were these great workouts where I went out there and performed and I was psyched and I did great and I felt good and then 36 to 48 hours later I would routinely feel like crap and I'd chart this in my, uh, my, my training log uh, to just track the results of what I was doing and what was going on here was the delayed recovery, the extended recovery from the sprint workout because I had engaged cellular destruction. It's called disassembling and deamination of the proteins in order to provide the fuel to sustain these sprints with insufficient rest periods in between the sprints. Let's talk about ancestral supplements. If you're into ancestral health, primal paleo, keto, you know the importance of consuming these unique agents contained in bone marrow, in the nose-to-tail organ meats, liver, kidney, all that stuff, the great bone broth benefits. Well, how's it going? For me, since years ago when Dr. Kate Shanahan asserted the importance of these wonderful nutritional benefits that you can't get elsewhere, eh, not too good. I don't know how to cook a liver or a kidney, but now your problems are solved forever when you go to ancestralsupplements.com, a wonderful company filled with people who are living the dream, walking their talk, and bottling up the purest, cleanest sources of grass-fed organ meats, kidney, liver, bone marrow, all in these wonderful capsules. I dump them in my smoothie every day. I'm healthy. I don't have to worry. It's an incredible dietary boost. And this is so different from swallowing a bunch of those synthetic vitamins and those giant bottles from the big box stores, highly questionable health practice. This stuff is the real deal. Grass-fed organ meats, pure as can be, ancestralsupplements.com. Let's get into it. Testosterone tips. This is going to become an increasingly frequent discussion topic. What could be more important to the human male? to age gracefully and avoid disease and decline than preserving the ultimate male essence as represented by a healthy testosterone level. 
and we're familiar with the blood tests for serum testosterone, that's the total testosterone, and also free testosterone, which is the amount circulating in your bloodstream. Both of those tests are important. Uh, my podcast with Dr. Tommy Wood, he speculated that serum T was perhaps uh, the most relevant one to track. That's the most common one that we track in a typical blood test. A lot of people have said that free T is the most important one because it represents what's actually working and hitting the uh, target organs in your body. So we're going to go with uh, testing both regularly to notice the effect of lifestyle behaviors on your testosterone level, especially if you start taking a new supplement or doing a new workout regimen, improving your sleep habits. It's nice to have that data. Uh, I don't go in there and test my blood too frequently overall because my disease risk factors have been stabilized for many, many years, and I'm not doing terrible things to my body all of a sudden. That would change that. But I do enjoy testing my testosterone frequently because I believe that it's a representative benchmark for how well I'm living my life and my state of recovery or peak performance readiness. In other words, if I'm overdoing it, it will be represented by a nosedive in tea. And if things are going well, uh, dietary changes, things like that, I can see uh, what the effects are. I've also noticed a pretty significant range in test results. So that's pretty interesting to track and to see, uh, oh my gosh, how much different you can do when you come back three months later, six months later. I have an article on the blog titled How I Doubled My Testosterone Naturally in a Span of, I think, Five Months. And in that example, I went from clinically low with my test result, especially for free tea, below the normal range, all the way up to the 95th to 99th percentile for uh, males in the 50 plus age group, just by backing off on a binge of chronic exercise, which was uh, playing a whole bunch of speed golf and running at a heart rate above my aerobic maximum uh, during these uh, many, many workouts out there where I'm running three to five to six miles and the accumulative effect over months to cause T to nosedive. So, oh my gosh, that chronic exercise is one of the very top ways that you can trash your endocrine function and uh, invite uh, breakdown, burnout, illness, injury, increased disease risk. So we're going to cover numerous ways and different distinct categories uh, of lifestyle behaviors where you can naturally boost your testosterone production and be the best you can be. Females, if you want to listen to the show to help your man out and get some tips, very nice. Uh, but also, these attributes of healthy living uh, can also apply to optimizing female hormone function, uh, realizing that uh, testosterone is important in the female as well. Uh, we just have a 20 to 1 ratio. The man has a 20 times higher or should have a 20 times higher testosterone level than the female. Uh, but going back to the Olympics and the dominant East German performers starting in the 80s, uh, this is what happens to females when you give them an excess amount of testosterone. They go and break world records. Some of these world records that still hold today, decades later, and probably will never be broken due to improved uh, testing for uh, doping. So uh, if the female has an optimal level of testosterone and also optimizes estrogen and the other uh, performance and health hormones, 
this can be a big win, but I'm going to just focus the discussion on optimizing testosterone of particular interest to the aging male. Testosterone starts to naturally decline at a steady rate through the decades, starting at age 30. And then, generally speaking, we see this downward trend, down, 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 until you uh, experience the demise known as aging. But as the great leaders in the ancestral health movement are quick to point out, just because we see this normal pattern doesn't mean that it's normal and expected for the human to age at what basically is an accelerated rate. So I have a line in several of the books where uh, the term aging should really be described as the accelerated decline in healthy function due to adverse lifestyle practices or strongly driven by adverse lifestyle practices. And for examples, uh, counterexamples, we can see the great athletes, the great performers who are breaking records at advanced age. And a lot of times we scoff at them and say, wow, they're genetic freaks. They're amazing. They're so unusual. Uh, but really what they're doing is optimizing their athletic peak performance, uh, adjusted for age, of course. They're not breaking world records at age 60, but they're doing things that we previously thought to be unfathomable because they have avoided the accelerated decline that comes when you just uh, engage in uh, typical modern lifestyle practices. I'm pleased to present B-Rad Grass-Fed Whey Protein Isolate Superfuel, the absolute highest quality all-natural protein supplement infused with creatine that delivers everything you need to optimize your appetite for fat loss, recover quickly from workouts, and build and maintain lean muscle mass, the single most important attribute for aging gracefully. Our protein comes directly from small family farms in America's dairy land of Wisconsin. It's cold processed and micro-filtered for maximum bioavailability and digestibility. So please don't mess with the many cheap commodity protein supplements that are ineffective, inferior, less pure, and often contain junk sweeteners, especially the plant-based offerings that are vastly less bioavailable than the gold standard of protein supplements that's whey protein isolate. Whether you're in your peak athletic years looking to grow and recover or in the older age groups trying to delay aging and decline, whey and creatine are widely agreed to be the most critical and effective supplements to take for the rest of your life. You can easily stir the superfuel in water or make a delicious smoothie every day. I'm certain that you're going to love the pleasant, light, natural vanilla bean and cocoa bean flavors. So try some on Amazon today. It's a huge hit with dozens of five-star reviews. Or you can order direct from bradnutrition.com with our buy three, get one free, and make the super fuel a centerpiece of your daily routine. How about that? I'm having fun lately training for the 400-meter run, did my first track meet in a couple decades, and then you go on YouTube and see these guys, uh, David Pitts, he's the champion in my age group, 55 plus, running a 54-second 400 meters, and then this guy, Charles Alley, who is in the 70-plus division, and he can still break 60 seconds in the quarter absolutely phenomenal and so many examples of people doing their thing even in the advanced age groups so here we go so this show pulls tips and information 
from a variety of resources, uh, particularly my main man, Ben Greenfield, the all-knowing Ben Greenfield. Listen to our wonderful podcast. I'm going to have him on again. He's just released a new book called Boundless, a typical Ben Greenfield masterpiece with 600 plus pages, uh, very, very knowledgeable about uh, male hormone function and optimizing testosterone. He has some great podcasts on that topic at Ben Greenfield Fitness. So I'm sharing some nice information from him, also from a guy named Ralph Teller, author of Natural Health, Peak Performance, Longevity, Lifestyle. He had a great article with some tips directed on uh, optimizing testosterone. Uh, get a little plug for Dr. Jack Cruz, the brilliant, wild, and wacky physician with an anti-aging movement that's unparalleled with the depth of his research and personal experimentation. So it's all compiled here, and that's a little fresh variety from uh, just going with uh, my own uh, message I've created from uh, my own personal research and self-experimentation. So we're going to mix it up a little bit. Let's talk about sleep first, shall we? Oh, everyone, start nodding your head now because most everyone knows how important sleep is. Most everyone has the basics down of how to organize, create a healthy sleep environment and you know minimize that screen time and get to bed. <sighs> but we don't do it, huh? I think deep down, we all feel a sense of justification, deservedness at the end of another busy, stressful, hectic day that we're just allowed to relax, veg out, enjoy some entertainment time. Maybe that's the only time that you really have to connect with your partner after the kids are at bed finally at 8.30 and you have another hour, two hours of free time and it's easy to want to indulge in screen entertainment. That's fine. You're allowed to enjoy your life and Let's just talk about some uh, strategies here where you can uh, minimize the damage of the excess artificial light and digital stimulation after dark that we tend to engage in. Uh, so maybe the first thing that comes to mind for me is like the form of screen entertainment that you're engaging in. So if you want to sit on the couch and watch a television screen positioned at 12 feet away or the optimal distance, uh, wearing your blue light blocking eyewear and enjoy a couple shows as you relax uh, towards the uh, bedtime hour, hey, that's going to give you a much higher score than you cranking away, answering emails, catching up on uh, lost work opportunities during the day, and then flipping that lid closed and running straight off to bed. That's a little more uh, stress hormone stimulating than sitting back and watching passively uh, a television program. Same with playing a video game or anything where you're using your brain and you're required to be interactive. That's going to be more stressful and more potentially sleep disruptive than a relaxing uh, screen viewing experience. Uh, as far as the handheld devices, we really want to uh, get those out of the bedroom as much as possible or away from your bed. You have the EMF concern as well when you have that thing plugged in by your head. Uh, the My interview with Brian Hoyer, the dirty electricity EMF expert, talks about uh, getting an improvement when you charge your phone with one of those portable uh, chargers rather than taking a plug from the wall. If you insist on having it near your head at bedtime, use the charger rather than the plug and you lower your EMF score. Ideally, you'd charge that puppy uh, outside of your bedroom and then deal with things in the morning. So uh, the digital devices and those quick reaches for them uh, late at night when you're otherwise immersed into a 
lovely, relaxing bedtime routine. That's going to be muy mal noticias, bad news. So if we're going to go and engage with the big screen or the medium screen and then uh, minimize the use of those handheld devices, great book that I mention often, Lights Out, Sleep, Sugar, and Survival is the title where they talk about even minor light exposure can suppress melatonin production. They reference a study where a single beam of light flashed on the back of the knee, on the skin area in the back of the knee, was enough to disturb healthy melatonin production. So when it's time to go to bed, we want to get that bedroom pitch dark, uh, no screen influence, no light influence, uh, going so far as to using electrical tape to tape up the emissions from your plug-in devices where they have the little blue light or the green light that is charging. We want to get rid of all that light and have a dark experience, especially as it relates to the golden hours of midnight to 3 a.m. This is from Dr. Jack Cruz and his fantastic article on his website about the uh, circadian rhythm throughout the day and how it affects our hormonal genetic metabolic function. Uh, it's the discussion of the circadian clock. So he takes us all the way through a 24-hour experience talking about some of the hot points of what's going on at this hour, that hour. When you wake up at 6 a.m., you want the cortisol spike, the desirable cortisol spike, and then you want cortisol decline over the day. It's very, very deep and scientifically detailed and difficult to follow. You're going to have to read it several times, but it's a treasure trove of what's happening around the clock. I'll give you some highlights. Because guess what? He tells you the best time to have sex, the best time to work out, and the best time to restore and rejuvenate your hormones. And so what's happening at 12 midnight to 3 a.m. is this is the peak of hormonal restoration and rejuvenation. So what we want during that time is a completely uninterrupted pitch dark, because remember, these hormone secretions are very sensitive to light pitch dark sleeping experience. That's when you get the spikes of human growth hormone and testosterone that will delay aging and have you waken up every day feeling revitalized. In contrast, if that time is disrupted, if you, God forbid, stay up past midnight, all those kind of things. Remember, everything's timing back to what time the sun came up, how many hours you've been awake, what time the sun went down. So we want to really focus on that 12 to 3 is the golden hour for growth hormone, testosterone, and other adaptive hormones. Ah, the best time to have sex is around 9 to 10 a.m. That's peak uh, secretion of sex hormones into the bloodstream. And around 2.30 p.m. is the peak time for muscular coordination, so the best time to do a workout. Obviously, so many other factors, but it's just fun and interesting to think about. Here's a quote from Cruz's article. 12 to 3 are the anabolic times for sleep when we're rebuilding our proteins and recycling our cellular contents. They are three of the most important hours in all of human biology. If you miss them, you can bet you have several Neolithic diseases for sure. Why do you ask? If these three hours are not reached enough during our sleep cycle, autophagy, that's the natural cellular detoxification process, autophagy is never optimized and cellular repair does not occur in our cells. This means we are using old broken down parts in our cells as the next day arrives at 6 a.m. and cortisol rises again to wake us up. Okay. 
So you thoroughly convinced, motivated to prioritize sleep. We have whole shows talking about sleep, creating the optimal environment and minimizing artificial light and digital stimulation after dark. Let's get into exercise and how that can essentially make or break your testosterone levels. So when you do it right, you get a fantastic boost of these adaptive hormones. You get the anti-aging benefits and you get the fitness benefits. And if you do it wrong, oh, there's no right or wrong here. Yes, there is. If you do it wrong uh, in the chronic exercise patterns, you will destroy your hormone function and you will accelerate aging rather than slow it down. The opposite of the intended uh, stated benefit of your exercise program. So let's first cover sprinting because that's where you get possibly the greatest return on investment of any exercise or any lifestyle behavior really for testosterone production. When you sprint, you upregulate your androgen receptors in your muscles. So the androgen receptors are extremely important. They are what bind to testosterone. They're what bring the testosterone from the bloodstream when, from where they were produced in the testes and make them work, make them do their magic. Uh, there's an interesting article on Dr. Sean Baker's blog where you know, he's the superstar carnivore guy. Uh, we had a great show where he's talking about his carnivore experience and his world record performances on the indoor rowing machine. So you can't get a better picture of fitness than this guy in his mid fifties, still slamming and one of the best in the world of any age at his chosen sport of this extremely high intensity, high performance rowing, where you're rowing 500 meters for time on the concept Two, the familiar machine you see in the in the gym. Uh, but he had some blood testosterone levels that were on the low side. And so the critics are challenging him. What's up, man? How can you do all this and have that massive uh, muscular frame? He's packing on probably 230 pounds of solid muscle. And he speculates that uh, also his carnivore diet was uh, brought into the discussion because when you have a low insulin producing diet, you might have a higher level of sex hormone binding globulin in the bloodstream. And when you have a high level of sex hormone binding globulin, it could cause a lower testosterone result. Greetings, my fitness-minded listeners. I want to acquaint you with the Primal Fitness Expert Certification Program, the most comprehensive home study multimedia fitness education course in the world. If you want to enhance your personal knowledge of all aspects of leading a healthy, active, fit lifestyle, this total immersion course will be life-changing. I'm the lead instructor and author of the course, and we have 14 chapters of extensive written content with over 100 accompanying videos covering topics such as general everyday movement, including micro-workouts and dynamic workstation tips, the full experience of gym-based strength training and all the different modalities, a complete presentation on all aspects of sprinting, both running and low-impact options, an assortment of high-intensity interval training and high-intensity repeat training strategies, a detailed education on the principles and practical application of aerobic endurance training, and extensive commentary, the most you will find in any publication, on all aspects and symptoms of overtraining and burnout. We even have fascinating peripheral topics like integrating nasal diaphragmatic breathing, dynamic stretching, injury prevention, and developing a peak performance mindset. It's really something, this course. We went all out for over two years with a great team to develop this 
this amazing home-based fitness education for you. And you get one-on-one expert email support and private Facebook group connection throughout your studies to ensure that you absorb everything optimally and you pass your series of exams and get certified. So go to primalhealthcoach.com slash Brad to enjoy a very special limited time. And I'm not kidding. This is a big time discount just for you. 25% off your tuition. A fantastic premium offer at primalhealthcoach.com slash Brad for the most comprehensive fitness course you can ever find. Uh, But he proposed that he has uh, an upregulation of his testosterone receptor sites, his androgen receptor sites, such that he's producing an optimal level of testosterone. It might not be high on a blood test value, but it's being utilized in a very efficient manner, a much more highly efficient manner than someone who is unfit or less fit. Okay, so upregulating your androgen receptor sites through brief, explosive, high-intensity exercise is very important. And we've talked about sprinting a lot on the show. There's shows dedicated to it. Uh, But to frame the discussion for optimizing testosterone, uh, independent of whatever athletic peak performance goals you have and so forth, we're going to talk about doing really short duration sprints to get the maximum hormonal benefits with minimal risk of uh, creating uh, fatigue, exhaustion, and declining hormone levels. Uh, I've talked a lot about the great work of Dr. Craig Marker and the sweet spot of doing sprints that last between 10 and 20 seconds because you'll get the training effect, uh, but you will minimize the cellular destruction that occurs when you attempt to sprint for longer than 20 seconds. And we know that we can't sustain maximum output for longer than 20 seconds anyway. So a true sprint is 20 seconds or less. Uh, Ben Greenfield goes so far as to say that a six-second sprint will work really nicely for this testosterone-boosting effect. Uh, If you perform for only six seconds, you are burning pure ATP in the muscle cell. You are not kicking into uh, the next level of energy production Uh, is when you're going, uh, let's say, above six or seven or eight seconds up to 30 seconds, and that's when you're burning lactate. As you get above 30 seconds and up to two minutes, you're into the glucose burning range, and then two minutes and beyond, you're burning a mixture of glucose and fat, just some physiology of what's going on when you're exercising. But when you're doing these pure ATP sprints, these very short sprints, we can say six seconds. I could say maybe go up to 10 seconds uh, to frame the other discussion. Uh, and get the training effect without the uh, cellular breakdown, oh boy, that's when you're uh, boosting these receptor sites and causing a spike in the adaptive hormones, testosterone growth hormone into the bloodstream in response to the optimal uh, fight or flight stimulation of the workout. So that's when you're uh, doing what your body expects, what your genes expect to make you a healthy, fit, vibrant human being. (laughs) Okay, so the other important factor here is that you have a very long recovery time, as much as a 10 to 1 recovery time. That means a six-second sprint with a minute recovery. And I know all the athletic types out there are listening like, wow, that's ridiculous. I can recover so quickly. In fact, my recent Tabata class was... uh, 
10 seconds work, 20 seconds rest, or the spin class where they're doing all kinds of crazy stuff like 30 second sprint, 30 second rest times 10 minutes. And all those things are uh, training sessions that have some intended effect or some preparation effect for a competitive event. But in this case, we're going for testosterone, we're going for optimal health, short sprint, very long recovery. And what this allows is for a repeated high quality effort. Remember my discussion of high intensity repeat training versus the more common high intensity interval training, which by definition, the interval workout where you're trying to sustain performance again and again and again with insufficient rest is going to cause an attrition in performance and an accumulation of fatigue. These are the kind of things, these are the kind of workouts that can get out of hand and turn you into burnout mode and hormone destruction. So let's be really smart here, do some explosive efforts. Uh, Obviously, weight-bearing is really nice and has a bunch of uh, peripheral benefits, stronger connective tissue. There's also a great stimulation to reduce excess body fat when you're doing weight-bearing sprinting, like running. Uh, But if you're not uh, equipped yet, if you're uh, worried about injury risk or you don't have the experience, of course, you can do low or no impact sprinting. Uh, I've recently become involved with this cool company called Carol Cardiovascular Optimized Logic uh, Stationary Bicycle, C-A-R-O-L. You can look at their website. It's pretty funny. There's a guy in a suit doing their workout because their workout protocol on the stationary bike is only eight minutes in duration. And they show a lot of scientific support for the idea that an eight-minute workout with two maximum effort 20-second explosive sprints can have more fitness benefit than a much longer workout that we're familiar with from spinning or Peloton where you're going for 40, 45, or 60 minutes uh, and kind of uh, risking that chronic exercise stimulation rather than the explosive performance and the fitness benefits that come when you push yourself really hard, rest a nice long time so that the next sprint and the next are of the same uh, super high quality as the first one. And then you're getting the maximum hormonal benefit. So we're going to say six second sprints with a 10 to one recovery ratio, take it up to 10 seconds. That means you're resting for around a minute and a half. And oh my gosh, what I have to say is when I modified my sprint workouts accordingly, after talking with Dr. Marker and resting more, you walk away from the session feeling energized, enthusiastic, positive, instead of that kind of broken down feeling where you feel like you just trashed yourself and you know it feels good psychologically that you accomplished something. But what I noticed over the past, let's see, I started sprinting with great devotion about 14 years ago. So what I noticed uh, for at least a decade were these great workouts where I went out there and performed and I was psyched and I did great and I felt good. And then 36 to 48 hours later, I would routinely feel like crap. And I'd chart this in my uh, my my training log uh, to just track the results of what I was doing. And what was going on here was the delayed recovery, the extended recovery from the sprint workout, because I had engaged cellular destruction. It's called disassembling and deamination of the proteins in order to provide the fuel to sustain these sprints with insufficient rest periods in between the sprints. So I did fine at the time, right? We can do fine with anything. If there's a gun to our head, we can go and perform and feel great. But what happens a couple days later, and that's when I'd get the uh, adverse hormonal response, adverse health response, 
and turning this thing around with longer rest. So don't be afraid to rest for a nice long time. By the way, that's how the Olympic sprinters perform their workouts. They do a lot of resting in between some super high devotion efforts. And oh my gosh, we have so much to talk about in so many different categories that this is going to have to be a three-part breather show. Just keeping the dream alive. Keep talking about tea as the weeks go on. So thanks for listening. We're going to jump right in on the next show to talk about the other components of a healthy, successful fitness program, which would be uh, strength training as well as cardio. But you got to get those sprints into the mix. I know there's a lot of fitness enthusiasts out there devotedly going to the gym, doing their circuit classes, even working with a trainer, doing group exercise, going through the machine sequence, and not really ever touching that maximum intensity level. So there's a huge void in a great many people's fitness program because they're never pushing themselves all the way to the maximum. And especially as we age, we are subject to one of the great natural laws of the universe, which is called use it or lose it, right? So we got to push that maximum intensity level. Do it safely. Like I said, if you're not ready to run sprints, you can work your way there. You can do uphill sprints or staircase runs, anything where you put out maximum effort. The stationary bike is a fantastic opportunity to do this in a very safe manner, but pushing yourself all the way to the top ceiling and then taking plenty of rest even doing just a handful at the start is fine. So if you can do five sprints or four sprints or whatever it takes, the Carol workout is only two sprints of 20 seconds in an eight-minute session. It's a great entry level into the wonderful world of sprinting and testosterone optimization. Thanks for listening to part one. Let's keep the dream alive. I'll see you on the rebound. Thank you for listening to the show. We would love your feedback at getoveryourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And we would also love if you could leave a rating and a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. I know it's a hassle. You have to go to desktop iTunes, click on the tab that says ratings and reviews, and then click to rate the show anywhere from five to five stars. And it really helps spread the word so more people can find the show and get over themselves, because they need to. Thanks for doing it.